all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Transform us, God. Transform us, God. Cause us to evolve. What does that mean? It means that we go to a better version of ourselves. Don't let us leave the same way. Don't let us log off the same way. If you want God to transform you tonight, I'm not talking about something you see in 12 months, in 12 days, in 12 weeks, in 12 years, but I'm talking about if you want to see transformation within the next 45 minutes in you, I need you to put a praise in this atmosphere. Put a, come on, go. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. He's the God that can do it suddenly. He's the God that can transform you immediately. What you struggled with walking in here, what you struggled with when you logged on, I declare in the name of Jesus, you won't be struggling with that by the time we're done tonight. Come on, tell them, say, Lord, I'm open and I'm ready. Tell them again, say, I'm open and I'm ready. Come on, let's go to work. Let's go to work. Lift our Bibles, lift your Bibles. Let's make our confession of faith together. Bishop, why do you do that? Because atmosphere is everything. Watermelons don't grow in Colorado. They only grow in atmospheres that are conducive for them to grow. So you're going to grow in an atmosphere, watch me, where there is praise, where there is worship. Why? Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, watch me, he's attracted to praise. He's attracted to worship, which means when he sees what you do, he's drawn to that. And when he steps in, what does the Bible say? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what liberty so what did you just do when you got the atmosphere right you gave yourself permission to be free y'all ain't saying nothing to me you gave yourself permission to not have to walk in the same curses as the rest of your bloodline you are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline open your mouth shout I'm the curse breaker Bible's up let's go I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do in Jesus' name. Amen. So, God, we've told you we're open and we're ready. Now, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Answer prayers right now. Answer prayers right now. 
Answer prayers right now. Answer prayers right now. Answer prayers right now. Answer prayers right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Elbow somebody or fist bump them next to you. Just say, you're sitting next to a real one. Tell them. All right, all right. So for the rest of the church, let's try that other name because when you say something like that, I need them to respond. When you type something like that on chat, I need them to respond. Go to the other one. Fist bump on my elbow and say, you're sitting next to a real one. A real what? A real curse breaker? A real history maker? A real line crosser? A real boundary breaker? You sit next to the one heaven's got their money on. Heaven's depending on me to be the one to break every curse in my bloodline. Heaven's depending on me to be the transformation in the community. Open up your mouth, say, I'm a real one. So our series is called Curse Breaker, and we've learned that every day in every decision, your words and your actions choose one of two things, the blessing or a curse, the blessing or a curse. Deuteronomy 11.26 says this, see, I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse. Let's look at this verse. God says, I need you to first see. Many times we don't see it because we're in it, and sometimes when you're in the middle of making a decision, you don't even realize that you have the ability to choose the blessing or the curse. If I look at me, you are never with your back against the wall mm -mm, I need you to hear me because some of you keep feeling like I just my back is against the wall I need you to come out of survival mode you're not in survival mode you're not in struggle mode you are in watch me my next 12 will be my best 12 mode you are in I am shalom. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. All is well, Mo. Why is that important? Because you won't see what you don't think is there because your struggle is speaking louder than your options. He says, see, I am setting before you today. That means every day and every decision, we have the choice of the blessing or a curse. And what did we learn? A curse is this. It means to abate, to make less and to reduce. It means that you will be made bright or get attention for negative reasons. It literally is illegal in the spirit for you to get attention for doing something right when there's a curse working in your life. You will literally say, it seems like people only pay attention to the negative that I do. I'm here to tell you that's an indication that there's a curse that's working that needs to be broken. If every area of your life is abating, it's become uh, making less and it's reducing, there is a curse that is at work. If you feel worthless, hear me, you can have success but still not feel like we're worth much. You could have money and not feel like you are worth much. There's a curse that's working. Have you ever looked at somebody that had low self-esteem and you looked at them and you're like, well, why do you have low self-esteem? You're beautiful. You look amazing. You look great. Why? Because do not confuse success with a sense of worth. Because you can have everything that people call success, but you still not have worth. Here's what I'm excited about is that you're not just going to have success. You're about to have worth too. What does that mean? That means even if you only got $2, watch me, you're still worth a lot. Why? Because you do not measure your value predicated upon what you have. You measure your value predicated upon who you are. And baby, because the blessing is on me, it doesn't matter where you put me. I'm going to find a way in order to do well. All right, look, next definition, it means to a curse. This means to deliver to one of three places. When a curse is working, it means your life can only end up in one of three places. The first place is destruction. The second place is misery. The third place is evil. Evil in the Bible means something is contrary to you. It's not a devil with a pitchfork and a red little Halloween suit. That's Greek mythology. That's not Bible. Hear me. 
evil means it's contrary to you. So when a curse is working, I don't care where you plan to go. There's only three places you can go. This is why for some of you, like, my plans never seem to ever work out. Can I help you with something? If you keep ending up in these three places, it's an indication there's a curse you need to break. If the only place you end up is in destruction, that means there's a curse you need to break. If the only place you end up is in misery, there's a curse you need to break. Look at me. Jesus did not die to get you out of hell for you to live in hell. You didn't hear what I just said. He did not die to get you out of hell. So you spend your days struggling by and saying, oh, I can't wait for the day to be over. No, your days of living like that have come to their conclusion. I declare, watch me, you're not even going to need an alarm clock to get up. Why? Purpose is about to start waking you up. You're going to wake up and say, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I shall rejoice and be mad. I didn't need an alarm clock. Why? I know I've got a purpose that's pushing me. Then it means to despise. This means you're thought little of and you think little of things. When there's a curse working, you are seen as less than you are, but pay attention. But you also see yourself as less than you are, pay attention. But then you also, watch me, see things as less than they are. So you'll be given a great opportunity, but you won't treat it like it's worth much because you despise it. This is why the Bible says things like this. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. In other words, don't think small of the fact that your beginning was small. Because if you cannot be trusted with small, you'll never be trusted with big. Then it means when a curse is working that you're trifling. Come on. Trifling means that everything to you is trivial. You take nothing serious. Everything to you is a joke. And I'm here to tell you if that's the mentality you have in life, the scripture teaches us that that means a curse is working. You listen, you have to take something serious in your life. That's why the Bible says if you have an app and you got the mobile push today, I gave you a scripture today uh, that says, cursed is one who does the work of the Lord slack or with lax. In other words, God says, if you don't take me serious, you're going to bring this upon yourself. I'm going to tell you, watch me, you are too grown to be being too trivial in your life. You Listen, you've been through too much trial and tribulation to treat things trivially in your life. You better hear me. God's about to get serious about you because you're about to get serious about God. What do you mean he's about to get serious about me? See, here's what you discover in the Bible. When you make what's important to God important to you, then God's going to make you important. Let me see if I can say it another way. The Bible says it like this. He says, I will honor those that honor me, but if you treat me lightly, I'll treat you the same way. Let me see if I can say it another way. God says, the way you handle me is the way I'm going to handle you. So the fact that I make God a priority means that when I pray, no wonder heaven makes my prayer a priority. Because that's how I handled God. Listen, everything eventually ends in death. This is what it means if you pick the curse. And Sunday we learned, I made it very practical, how to break curses. 2 Peter 1.3 says this. His divine power has given us. Say past tense. Tell, come on, talk to me like an army. Say past tense. Everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him. So let's look at the verse. When I know Jesus then the Bible says automatically I have everything I need to have a great life and be a great Christian. Look look at me. You lack nothing. Mm. Mm. Uh -uh. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I lack nothing. I lack Facebook, YouTube, type it on there. Say, I lack nothing. I lack nothing. 
you, you lack nothing. Everything you need, you have. Why? Because you're a farmer that already has everything you need, but here it is. It is in what? Seed form. And that's the trip, because you do not know what the seed is and what it can produce until you release it. You do not know what the seed can produce until you release the seed. And there were four seeds that I gave you because seeds break cycles. Look at a woman. In a woman's natural cycle, it takes a seed in order to break that cycle. Look at when you plant something in, in the ground. And you literally have to dig up the ground to place the seed in the ground to break a cycle of barrenness. Somebody say seeds break cycles. That's what the Bible says in Genesis, that as long as the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest shall remain. Because God says, if you ever want to change your harvest, I'm going to need you to change your seed. Let me tell you how you know your next 12 are going to be your best 12. Because you are sowing your best. Watch me, not just money, but in everything you do. You're sowing your best words. You're sowing your best actions. You're sowing the best of you. And since I'm giving the best of me, then I know I'm going to see the best in my next 12. Somebody say seeds break cycles. So there were these four seeds I gave you on Sunday on how to break curses. Number one, I told you to check your history. Can you grab your mirror, please? Please grab your mirror. Grab your mirror. Check your history. Check your history. At home, I need you to get a mirror. You need to find a mirror. Use your phone. Do something. I need you to have something where you can see you. Because look, it is so easy to see everybody else. And most Christians are major at seeing everybody else's minor. So when we have a word like this, most Christians are saying, yep, Geraldine, sure need to hear this. That's one of my new church characters. Shirley, sure need to hear this. Jackie, sure need to hear this. Eileen, sure need to hear this. You need to hear this. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Somebody say, I'm the curse breaker. So check your history. Check your history. You have the mirror so that you're able to look at you. Because in you is your history. In you is your history. Listen, just look at your life and look at the areas where you've seen the traits of the curse. Look at the areas where you always got negative attention. Look at the areas where things kept getting worse. Look at the areas where you uh, felt worthless. Look at the areas that ended in destruction, misery, or evil. Look at the areas where you were trivial. Look at the areas that eventually ended in death. You don't even have to go back far generations. Just look in your life and you can say, there's something that's been working that, watch me, that I picked and didn't know that I picked it. In the movie Ghostbusters, anybody like the movie Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters? Not this new Ghostbusters. I don't, I don't know nothing about this. I'm talking about Dan Aykroyd and them. them. I don't know nothing about the, the, the girls, and I don't, I don't know about that. I'm talking about the original Ghostbusters. Right, everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. You remember when they were on top, and when they were on top um, uh, uh, in the, 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 the whatever, <laughs> um, short hair, was on top of the building, and, and said, Choo, choose your enemy. All right, and then they said, all right, everybody get everything out of your mind. And then one of them ended up thinking about the marshmallow puff man. And then all of a sudden, the marshmallow puff man started coming down, coming down the street. Watch me. They picked it with their thoughts. Pay attention. Pay attention. He said, I didn't say anything. Well, well, what ended up happening is their thoughts ended up producing what it was that they had to face. Everybody listen, I need you to hear me. There's a powerful principle there because sometimes you have picked things by default and didn't even know that what you were picking, there was another option that was available. I need you to open your mouth and say, I have options. I have options. 
So you check your history. You got to look at you. You got to look at your life. You got to look at what you've been through. You got to look at your life. And, and then you got to go even beyond that. And so what did I teach you on Sunday? You got to look at the generations before you because the Bible says uh, that there are two types of curses, generated curses, generational curses and generational curses are passed down to the third and fourth generation so you got to go back three to four generations and look and say where did everybody in my bloodline screw it up where did everybody in my bloodline get off track because watch me you were born not to reproduce that you were born to interrupt that and here's the thing. You may look at them and say, well, you know, it's, it's not that bad. I mean, they still got a job. They still got money. Listen, 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 listen. Never ever use those as markers to determine whether or not a curse or a blessing is working. Because watch me. A curse doesn't necessarily mean a person won't have money. They can have money, but they hate who they married to. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. So do not confuse the two. You got to check your bloodline. Elbow somebody next to you say, check your bloodline. Check. Then you change your words. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. This is one of the reasons why in church, on prayer, I always have you to say a lot because life and death are literally in the power of your tongue. What you say is what you're going to see. The Bible says that we are in the image and the likeness of God. What is he? He's a speaking spirit. Everything he did in Genesis, he didn't make a tree. He spoke a tree. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me tonight. He, 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 didn't, he didn't make dirt. He spoke dirt. Everything that became, he spoke it first. And it's going to be the same way for you. You're going to have to speak it out of your mouth. Third thing I told you to do is to change your actions. See, faith comes by what? Hearing, hearing by the word of God. So the more I hear myself speak different, then I will begin to have the faith to move different, to do things differently, to act differently. See, for some of you, you try to change your actions without changing your words and your words end up becoming the curse that take you back to bad actions. So instead, watch me, you got to learn how to say, somebody says, how you doing? And you really want to say, you know what, to be honest, I'm going to need you to stop yourself right there and say, you know what? God gave me some amazing opportunities today. He gave me some opportunities to grow my patience. He gave me some opportunities to grow my faith. He gave me some opportunities to do things differently. Before you die, I'm just sick of this. You curse yourself. I'm just mad with this. You curse yourself. I can't stand this. You curse yourself. Nothing ever works for me. You curse yourself. All right? Say in Jesus' name. I bind up. Every curse I've spoken with my mouth. And I declare my mouth will line up with your word. Come on, let's practice. Say, I'm the head and not the tail. Say, I'm above and never beneath. Say, I'm more than a conqueror. Say, I'm a curse breaker. Come on, come on, say it, say it. Say, I'm blessed. Too blessed. Come on, speak life. Say, all things work together for my good clap your hands and tell them thank you if you believe it let's go then number four i told you to repeat it this has to be this is the lifestyle of a curse breaker and what happens for many people is you get stuck you'll check your history and get overwhelmed then if you get to changing your words you'll change them for a day until you have a rough day and then all of a sudden you have a flashback then if you get into changing your actions, then when you get ticked off, when you get ticked off, then all of a sudden you go back to bad actions. Where are the real people at in the building? Where are the real people at? 
And then, watch me, once you've broken one curse, here's, here's human, who's human temptation. Human temptation is, I broke it, I'm good, let me take a break. Instead of immediately getting about the business of repeating this process so that every day you're competing with yesterday's version of yourself. Let me show you how to never be a hater. Is that you do not care what anybody else is doing. Matter of fact, you want them to do well. Matter of fact, can you practice? Look at somebody next to you and say, I'm rooting for you. Tell them. Say, I want you to do very well. Say, I'm not competing with you. I'm competing with yesterday's version of myself. So baby, you do you. I'm excited for you. But would you please let me do me? Because I'm competing with my Tuesday me, with my Monday me, with my Sunday me, with my 2020 me. With... Come on, say it again. Say, I am the curse breaker. So, so, so look at this. If you choose not to break curses, here it is. Um, it makes you histrionic. Histrionic is interesting because in psychology, there is something referred to as the histrionic personality disorder. But the reality is, is that it doesn't even need to go to that depth and to that level because the reality is, is that when a curse is working, it makes you act like two different people. It, you have your church you. I'm a curse breaker. And you have your Monday you. You cursing everybody out. And I'm not saying they didn't push you. <laughs> oh, ask me. Ask me. Ask me. You have your I'm victorious you. And you have your what's the use you. You have your I will be the first in my bloodline to do it. And then you have your well I don't know if I'm able to do this. You have your look at everything God has done for me, but I don't know if he can do this. What I like about this word histrionic is that if you look at the root of the etymology of the prefix of the word, is you see history, which means when you're histrionic, you live from your history. And the danger with living from your history is that you can only repeat it if that's what you're living from. Some of you keep wondering, why am I going circles? Why? Because you live from the past. You live from your history. And so you're not even present today because you're living from yesterday. And so my assignment tonight is to get many of you. You ain't been in 2021 since we've been there. My assignment to get you is in the year you're in. Because these last two months are about to be the best two months of 2021. Open your mouth and speak by faith. Say November and December will be way better than the first 10 months. You literally, you literally will act like two different people. So let's jump into this. You ready? I want to show you this in the Bible. I want to show you what you look like when you choose not to break curses. Because some of you may say, well, Bishop, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm really going to get into that in 2022. <laughs> let, me, let me just get through the holiday. <laughs> Like, I heard the word, but that's just, oh, my God, that's so much to do. If you hear this word and choose not to break curses, I want to show you what you look like. Mark chapter 5, verse 1, Jesus is with his guys, and the Bible says they came to the other side of the sea. Um, the other side of the sea. It's known as the region of the Gadarenes, all right? It has a couple different names. Uh, look at this, verse 2. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, 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 out of the tombs. You'll get it. Out of the tombs. 
Watch me. When Jesus showed up, the man had to come from what was dead. You're not listening to me. He lived in the tombs, which means he lived in his past. And for some of you, watch me, that's where you've been living until tonight. You've been worried about mama did this, daddy did this, husband did this, boyfriend did this, I did this, I screwed up, I messed up, I jacked up. I'm here to tell you tonight, your past is over. Matter of fact, I need you to look back one time, look back one time, and that's your last time looking. Come on, Facebook. Open your mouth. Come on, YouTube. Somebody say, that's my last time looking back. This man lives in the tombs, and he met Jesus. What? Who met him? A man with an unclean spirit. All right? Mark says, out of the tombs came what? A man. From where? The tombs. But when Matthew, the tax collector, the one that knew money, when he looks at the same exact situation, Look on the screen. And when they came to the other side, to the country of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men met him. Mark says it's one man. Matthew says it's two men. Because when you choose not to be a curse breaker, you act like two different people. Y'all not saying nothing. Which means, which one of you am I dealing with today? Are we dealing with the you that's breaking curses? Or are we dealing with the you that's thinking about going back to the world? Are we dealing with the you that believes that Jesus is your everything? Or are we dealing with the you that you got to get your paper? I'm just trying to figure out which one of you are we dealing with. Bishop, what is histrionic? Let me give you the traits of histrionic because here's how you know that there's a curse working that you need to break. Elbow somebody say, no double-mindedness. Tell them. Come on, I need you to type that on the screen. No double-mindedness. For some of you, this is why it's so difficult for you to make decisions. There's two of y'all in there. You know what, the devil's fighting. That's not the devil, that's the other you. That's why when you rebuke the devil, nothing happens because it wasn't him. It was the other you. Ooh, but tonight, ooh, I came to snatch that other you up out of you. That, that's why I can sense the atmosphere. There's, there, there's just a look. That's all right. I'm about to pierce that in just a moment. I came locked and loaded. Let's go. Here are the traits of a histrionic. Here it is. Frequent job, career, and calling changes. Every other month, you call to do something new. Every other month, you got a new job. Every other month, you're looking for a new job. Every other month, you want to do a new career. You want to be a public speaker, then you want to be a nurse, then you want to be a doctor, then you want to be a veterinarian, then you want to be a drummer, then you want to be a sound tech, then you want to be the one that hands me the mic, then you want to be, then you want to go in the water business, then you want to be a rapper. You cannot decide anything because you're two minds about everything. Here's the next one. Um, you're depressed when relationships end. You, you literally let a friendship end. You, mm. Don't let it be a romantic relationship. We don't see you for months. Let's move. 
exaggerated crying, yelling, and overdone gestures. You do too much. And I know all the fellas are like, get him, Bishop. Oh, I'm coming for you too, sir. Did you really have to move your seat back from the table with all that extra movement? <sighs> what you doing all that huffing and puffing for? That ain't gonna move the seat. Did you really have to put your cereal on the table like that? It's quiet. Exaggerated crying. You cry for attention. You yell because you want to sing. You raise your voice because you want to feel important. Because when you were a child, you didn't feel important. So now you, no one, nobody is going to talk to me. All I ask you is did you want to sit over here or over there? I you are doing too much. You're doing too much. You overdo it with the gestures. You sister girl 2.0. This is really upsetting me and my homegirl. <laughs> like, you like the Bella Noche's girls. <laughs> Google it. You ready? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You're easily bored. It's hard keeping two people entertained. You don't focus. On anything. And, and, then, and then you'll say, I'm just looking for something fresh, looking for something new. But the truth is you bore with everything. Even when it is fresh or new, you bore with it. You withdraw when you're frustrated because you, rather than face the frustration. So when you get frustrated, you say, I'm going to bow out. I'm going to pull back. I'm going to fall back. And you call it wisdom. The Bible says... Two of y'all in there. Can we move? <laughs> you need constant reassurance, approval, and appreciation. If somebody ain't telling you you did a good job, I'm not appreciated over there. These kids don't appreciate me. They don't appreciate what I do. They don't recognize what I do. I do a lot. I do a lot. It's a whole lot. Histrionic. You need constant approval. I like your dress. Oh, this whole thing. Just say thank you. It was a compliment. Shoot, I ain't been at, you know, Corona. I did not ask you about the weight you gained during the pandemic. I just said I like the dress. And here's the thing, when, you, when you're histrionic, Here's the thing, is that even when you get it, it's not enough. Even when you get it, it's not enough. You constantly need to be told you're doing a good job. Even if somebody tells you thank you after you have done something, you will accuse them of not being appreciative of you because, because when you're histrionic, you can't even see that you're appreciated. You can't even see. You constantly need approval. It's quiet through here. I told you last night I had another list for you. 
right, watch me, watch me. Look, everybody look at me, everybody look at me, because I need to break this up with the spirit. Everybody look at me. If, if I've said stuff that you've noticed that may, you have may, maybe have done in the last 12 months, just wave at me. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Online, do the hand wave emoji, okay? All right, let's go further, let's go further. Because this is what's showing you there's a curse that still needs to be broken. And what I'm excited about it is that since you're hearing this, that means God's given you an opportunity to change. Mm. Since you're hearing this, that means this is not your end. Wait a minute, wait a minute, what is that? That's your pulse, baby, which means God still has a plan. Open your mouth, say, I'm the curse breaker. Come on, let's go. You are, oh, 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 wait a minute. You are sensitive to criticism. Don't let nobody criticize you. Don't let somebody say you could have done that different. You could have done that better. Don't say it like that. Do it like this. Oh, you like to criticize, but you can't take it when you get criticized. You like to bark, but you just don't like getting barked at. You're sensitive to criticism. Maybe you should wipe that off. Wipe it off. See, I'm unappreciated. <laughs> You're sensitive to criticism. You know why you're sensitive to criticism? Because it's poking at your curse. And when you start poking at people's curses, are you ticklish? All right, come here. <laughs> come here. Would you? Watch me. Where are you ticklish at? On your sides? All right. Great. I got the Holy Ghost. Listen. Oh, he's going to enjoy this. Y'all already know. All right. See, see, here's why you're sensitive to it, because it's getting you in an area. <laughs> this is funny to me. Get him. Keep getting you. <laughs> Keep getting you. Look, look. It's getting you. Watch me. It's getting you in an area, so it's creating a response, because it's poking at an area that's trying to tell you we need to pay attention to this area. Everybody look at me. If you're sensitive to criticism, I need you to stop next time and say, wait a minute. Before I get mad, before I get angry, I need to look at that area because that's the Holy Ghost trying to tell me there's a curse behind my sensitivity that I need to break. Open up your mouth and say, I'm the curse breaker. Look at this next one. Look at this next one. You're prideful and unwilling to change. In fact, you view change as an adversary. Ain't nobody changing me. Hey, yonder Bahashaya. I ain't changing. Maybe you should do it different. I ain't doing it different. You know, you have this walk, you know, <laughs> trying to change me. <laughs> Histrionic. You ready? This next one. Seductive behavior. Don't see something you won't. Got quiet right now. Don't see something you won't. Your worship will change. Because you ain't worshiping God. You, wanna, you want somebody to see you worship. Why are you biting your lip doing worship? Here you go. You hate delayed gratification. If you got to wait, mm -mm. Mm -mm. 
Somebody tell you, I bring you a million dollars on Friday, I bring you a hundred dollars on Wednesday. But let me get that hundred up off of you. Uh, <laughs> you know, because uh, it ain't, Friday ain't promised. I mean, you know, tomorrow ain't promised. Watch me, watch me. You hate delayed gratification. Pay attention, because all of these things are an indication that there's a curse that needs to be broken. Here's the next one. These next one, you ready? Rapidly shifting emotions. You go up, then you go down. Then you go all around, and you do it rapidly. On Monday at 7, you can be in total praise and worship, and by Monday at 8.02, you're in a total discouragement. Turn off the light, shut the door. Don't nobody call me. Don't nobody bother me. Your emotions shift rapidly. What is this telling you? That your emotions control you. You don't control them. That's an indication there's a curse that needs to be broken. Come on, let's stir it up. Say, and I'm the curse breaker. You make rash decisions. You'll do stupid things that in the moment, you just want to hurry up and, 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 and get past the immediacy of the moment. And then once you get to the other side, you think, what have I done? What have I said? Why did I act like this? Why did I do that? You will blame your failures and your disappointments on other people. You can be easily influenced by people that treat you approvingly. Let's deal with that. You can be easily influenced by people who treat you approvingly. Well, watch me. Here's what this means. That, that if you discover, you see this with people, um, if you find some people that nobody has nothing to say to help challenge, make better, do anything like that, they become your little cult. What, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Uh, I've seen this happen as a pastor where, where people who dishonor the order of the house will then create their own little, little, little thing of people who clap their hands for them. Clap their hands for them because they're treated approvingly, not realizing all of them are being seduced by a curse. Here's the next one. You're overly dramatic. Okay. All right. Let me have one of you singers. Uh, come on, let's see. come on, come on. Let me actually let me have three. You, you, come on, y'all two. Come on, come on. Overly dramatic. Overly dramatic. Overly dramatic. You ready? Overly dramatic. Overly dramatic. Overly dramatic. Overly dramatic. Y'all give me overly dramatic. Give me overly dramatic. Overly dramatic. Overly. was in the vestibule listen <laughs> I'm just playing overly dramatic everything with you is the end of the world girl oh my god did you hear Macy's got a set what why are you doing all of this you're doing too much you know why you're dramatic because you like attention. You like attention because it distracts from you having to deal with your curse. Ooh, this is quiet. I kind of imagine this different in my head. Overly dramatic. If there's somebody overly dramatic on your road, just wink at them. <laughs> Thank you all.
<laughs> if you stream it with somebody online, just wink at them. And watch, if they got sensitive, then look, they got two, they got two of them. I am not overly dramatic. You literally just proved it. That is not true about me. Here's the last one. You can become a maternal or, or paternal manipulator as you age. What does this mean? You, you want to be everybody's big bro. Big sis. Somebody came to me one time and said, oh, Bishop, so-and-so invited me to church. That's my spiritual mama. I said, that ain't in the Bible. We don't have him. I said, that ain't in the scripture. We don't, I, what is that? That's like going to Burger King, going to Big Mac. We don't have those. It's just not scriptural. It's just not scripture. It's not scripture. It's not Bible. But what happens is, is when you're histrionic, because you, you desire to control, is what happens, is then you want to subdue everyone around you. So you got to be big sis. You want to be big sis and got small fruit. You want to be big bro. You want to be, I'm, I'm so-and-so, that, I'm Amy. Amy? Well, ain't he come and get the kids and look after the kids and spend money? <laughs> I'm just messing. I'm just messing with that. You, you, can become, you can become a maternal or a matern, paternal or maternal manipulator. So the goal of it is, pay attention, the goal of it is, is let me get the attention off of me. Let me get the attention elsewhere. This man, the Bible says, acts like two different people. Now, I need you to say this. Say, but I'm the curse breaker. Come on, Wednesday, say it with authority. Say, but I'm the curse breaker. Allow me to show you the rest of his life, and then we're done so you can see exactly the process that you're about to go through. Listen, not tomorrow, not next month, tonight. I got an assignment that this has to happen tonight because we're halfway through this month, and with this second half, I need you to be finishing up the curses that you've broken. Can I get you to speak by faith? Say, by the end of this month, Come on, say every curse will be broken. So let's look at the man, Mark 5 and 3. He lived among the tombs. So, so he, literally, he literally lives in the past. He's passed from the past. This is amazing. Um, he literally lives from the past. And the Bible says, and nobody could bind him anymore. Pay attention. At one point, he followed instructions. But then he became uncontrollable. You ever met somebody that you looked at one journey part of their life and you were like, they were on it. Then you looked at another part, you were like, ooh, how the mighty have fallen. This man became uncontrollable. Watch me. It did not matter even if they gave and put a chain on him, the Bible says, because consequences did not change the man. See, when a curse is working, the consequences to you, you think they're normal. So because it feels normal, you're like, that's just the way it is. That's just the way love goes. That's just the way it's supposed to be. No, it's a consequence. But when a curse is working, you don't even know that it's a negative consequence because you become used to it. And I pray that tonight you would stop becoming used to what God has not ordained for your life. All right, let's go a little further. Verse four, he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he rinsed the chains apart and he broke the shackles into pieces. Listen. He, listen, he literally, they would bind him and he would rip them apart, which meant the man had strength, but he misused his strength. 
Look at me. Help somebody else to say, you're strong. Say, but don't misuse your strength. You're so busy using your strength against people, not even realizing we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We're dealing with the spiritual thing. Somebody say, this is spiritual. I, I'm not fighting against a person, baby. I'm dealing with something that's spiritual, which is why I don't use my strength to deal with people problems. I use my strength to go into the spirit to handle my issues. The Bible says he broke the shackles into pieces. So what happened? He wasted correction. He wasted it. He wasted correction. That's what the Bible says. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool. It'd be better for you just to be quiet. Look at the next part. No one had the strength to subdue him. Listen to this. He was too difficult to deal with. All right, let's just break this down. Question, question. All right, how many of us, you've ever, we've ever lived from the past? Come on, come on, let's get free. When you're real, you can heal. All right, when you lie, you die. Come on. <laughs> I bet you're going to put your hand up now. Listen. <laughs> That's like in the South, we have this saying, if you're still, you're, you're kill. How you jump? So there you go. When you're real, you're here. When you lie, you die. Let's go. <laughs> Lift the past. All right, look at the next part. No one could bind him anymore. He wanted to be in control so much he would not allow himself to be controlled. How many of you have ever said, ain't nobody going to control me? Ain't nobody going to run me? Ain't nobody going to? Okay, come on, come on. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. All right. Here's the next part. Um, not even with the change. Consequences didn't change. How many people, you saw something negative happen and, and you s it still didn't produce change in you? Come on, let's be honest. Hands up online, do the hand wave emoji. All right, come on, because you're about to get free. I got, I got nine minutes and you need to get free in nine minutes. You ready? All right, let's go. Verse four, for he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but rinsed the chains apart, and he broke the shackles and pieces. He wasted correction. How many of you have ever received correction, be it uh, through a message, be it through the word, and then you heard the correction and still just did your own thing? You just did your own thing. Come on, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Nobody had the strength to deal with. Watch me. This one is going to take really mature people. You're difficult to deal with. Come on, mature people. Come on. Come on. Look at these mature people. Come on. Come on, if you sit next to somebody with their hand up, just smile at them and say, this is why you're going to be free. Say you're real. That's why you're going to heal so fast. Say the faster you become real, the faster God can heal. Baby, you at harvest. You ain't got to front. You ain't got to pretend. Why? Because the healer's in the room tonight. The healer's on the stream tonight. I need you to shout this again. Put it in the atmosphere. Say, I am the curse breaker. Look at this. Verse 5. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. I want you to pay attention because all this is histrionic. Let's look at the first part. Night and day, he's in the tombs. When he's awake, he's in the past. In the evening, he's in the past. What does this tell us? He has irregular sleep patterns. His sleep is off. That's been you in the last 10 months. Wave at me. Your sleep's been off. And it ain't because you ate an extra large pizza with jalapenos before you went to sleep. Matter of fact, you took something to help you sleep and didn't even have allergies. Come on. Night and day, he's amongst the tombs. So literally, he wakes up and goes back to the past. During his day, watch me, his flashbacks are about his past. Remember when? I wish I would. I should have. 
woulda, coulda. So he's in the tombs. He's around dead stuff. But then, but then he would go to the mountains. He would go to high places. Pay attention. Emotional ups, downs. Histrionic. Look what he does. He cries out. Histrionic. He's overly dramatic. Who you crying to, sir? When you're a histrionic, you even perform for yourself. Because you want to believe that it is what you say it is, so you begin to perform for you. Look what he does. He cuts himself with stones. He's self-destructive. Let's go here. And he's suicidal. He literally spends the day highs, lows, living in the past. We don't know how old he is, but we know that he lives in the past. He lives in tombs. Pay attention. He lives around dead things. Pay attention. What's in tombs? People that were once living. What does this mean? Relationships that once were. <clears throat> He's living in what relationships used to be, how they used to flow, who he used to be around, how they did him wrong, how this, that, and the other. He's literally living in a place full of dead things so he can see nothing new because in a tomb you don't see anything. Get up and walk around. That would be a ghost. Y'all not talking. In other words, he's in a place where everything around him is dead. He's the only thing living, yet he has taken on the spirit of what he's around. Y'all stay with me. All right, all right, all right, all right. Look at verse 9. And Jesus asked him, what is your name? He replied, I want you to read it. Once you ready to read. My name is Legion, for we are many. Let me talk over here. My name is Legion, for we are many. My name is Shirley, but I've been hurt, I've been lied on, I've been cheated, talked about, mistreated. My husband did me wrong, my dog did me wrong, my frog did me wrong, my hog about to leave me. Dog, frog, hog. My name is Tyrell, and I'm mad at the world. I hate everybody. I don't trust nobody. Nobody. I don't trust nobody. <laughs> My name is Legion. We've been hurt. My name is Legion. We've been through a lot. My name is Legion. You don't know my past. My name is Legion. There's a reason I act this way. My name is Legion for we are many. Say many. many. It gets to the point to where he can't even number the number of things that are wrong. Can we have a real conversation? You ever had so many things that needed to be fixed that just thinking about it overwhelmed you? Oh, me. I rebuke you feeling overwhelmed for what you are sent to correct and to change. Mm -mm. Open your mouth and speak and say, I will not be overwhelmed. Say, but I am well able. Say, I've got this because God's got me. We're almost done. We're almost done. Um, so 
they have this conversation, and I want you to pay attention. The man is functional. He's functioning. See, a lot of times when we talk about curses and stuff, you, you think about people that are, you know, indigent or, or you know, living under a bridge or something like that and all that. And, and, and no, 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 this man is functioning. He gets up every day. He goes to whatever work he goes to. He's doing something because he's eating. I would say, man, don't work, don't eat. So he's doing something. So he's going to work. He's functioning. He, he's going through life. He's functioning. When Jesus comes, he runs to Jesus. And he says something so interesting. I'm going to deal with this on Sunday. He says, Jesus, why have you come to torment me? Torment you? Why is the presence of freedom torment? Why does, why, watch me, why does worship feel like torment? Y'all, let go talk to me. Why does God feel like torment unless it's something in you he's trying to get out of you? Huh? I need some of y'all, watch me. Here's how you know the word is for you. It's because it hits you in a way that makes you look at you. It hits you in a way that says, I can't blame my mama, can't blame my daddy, can't blame my cousin, can't blame my husband. I gotta look at me. Here you go. Here you go. Jesus asked him, what is your name? He replied, we're done. My name is Legion, for we are many. It's a lot of curses up in there. So now watch me. His curses begin to speak for him. See, he starts, but his curse is finished. My name is Legion, but we are many. My curses begin to speak for me. They begin to answer for me. That's not even what I would say, but the curse is talking for me now. I didn't even mean to come at you like that, but the curse came at you. Y'all like going to say nothing to me. I, I didn't even mean to send that email. I didn't mean to send that. To, I didn't even mean to do what I did, but it ain't even me that's doing it. It's the curse that's in me that's doing it. Paul said it like this. Paul said the right that I want to do, I don't find myself doing, but the wrong that I don't want to do, I find myself doing a wretched man that I am. Maybe it's the curse that's in you and not the man you're becoming. My name is Legion, for we are many. And he gave them permission. Now, look at verse 13. So they have this conversation. And these curses, they speak to Jesus. And they say to him, say, what did they say, Bishop? They say to him, do not send us from this region. Do not send us from this country. Here's what that word means in Greek. Do not send us from this family. They said, we've been assigned to tear down every man in this bloodline. And now that you're here, there's about to be an interruption. Do not send us from this family. Don't send us from this city. Don't send us from... Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. I said, don't send us. If you send us, we will have failed in our assignment. Because our assignment was to tear down every man in this bloodline. Our assignment was to tear down every woman in this bloodline. See, this is why you've always been attacked since you came out of your mama's womb. Why? Because the enemy knew that the mark was on you. He knew that the mark was on you. 
He knew that you were going to be the one. You were going to struggle a little bit. You were going to trip and fall. You were going to make some mistakes. But he knew that you were going to be the curse. I need you to high five. If you don't want to high five, elbow a fist bump. Two or three people around you and just tell them, you're the one. You're the one. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. If you got to go over somebody, fist bump them or elbow them. You are the one. It's gotten everybody else in your bloodline but you. It's torn down every other man in your family but you. It's torn down every woman in your bloodline but you. They said, do not send us. Do not send us. Do not send us. Do not send us. In other words, wait a minute. Jesus, when you show up, they got to go. When you show up, they got to go. Watch me. Watch me. He says, do not send us out of this country, out of this region, out of this family, out of this land. You know what they said? Send us instead over into these pigs. Look at the next verse. So he gave them, pay attention to that word that starts with a P, and I need you to holler it. So he gave them permission. I said holler it. All you did was say it loud. So he gave them permission. Look at me. They had to ask Jesus for permission to go. And the man has to consent to let them go. Let's see if you can connect the dots. Deuteronomy 11 and 26. See, I have said before you today, today, that man didn't know that today was going to be the day where God says, now look, we can get rid of all of them at one time. I ain't playing with you Wednesday. Some of you say, Bishop, how am I going to break every curse by the end of this month? Because in one moment, Jesus got rid of all of them at one time. I need you to open up your mouth so he can do it suddenly. Come on. Say it again. He can do it suddenly. So he gave them permission and the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs. So let me see if I can get you to understand it. So, so just for a moment, you're going to be legion. And, uh, <laughs> um, um, this is going to be the pig. I didn't tell him I needed this prop, so we're going to just get, we're going to improvise. You ready? In one moment, let me make it for you. In November 2021, after this man has been like this for years, Jesus, in one moment, somebody say, one moment. Put the scripture up. It says, he gave them permission. They said, send us into the pigs because we've been assigned to this region. We've been assigned to this area. We've been assigned to this family. We've been assigned to this bloodline. So you can't just send us and banish us from the earth. They have to go somewhere. So, look at me. So he gave them permission. And the unclean spirits came out. Say, this is supernatural. Lay your hands on yourself. Don't say nothing if you want to keep your curses. Be quiet if you want to keep your curses. 
But if you believe that God can break them by the end of November 2021, lay your hands on yourself and say, in the name of Jesus, say the strong name of Jesus. Say, Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord that fights for me. I'm believing for supernatural curse breaking. In one moment, suddenly, quick, fast, in a hurry, come out. I'm just giving you Bible. You may say, I don't believe in all of that. It's in your Bible. Open your mouth, please. Lay your hands on yourself and say, every curse, come out. It only seems overwhelming because you trying to figure out how you're going to do each one. It only seems overwhelming because you're trying to sit down and fear. And that doesn't mean you don't need to do that. I gave you the steps. But it only feels overwhelming because you're trying to do it naturally instead of spiritually. You're trying to operate as natural, yet you say you believe in a God that's supernatural. If this is going to be nothing more than therapy, then what do you need Jesus for? I'm not going to say nothing to me. I'm here to tell you he does what no man can do. Somebody say it's supernatural. The spirits came out. They entered the pig. This is my pig for tonight. Say the pigs. They entered the pigs and the herd. Numbering about, look at the screen, how many? How many? How many? See, some of you are like, I know I got four things to work on. This is why it has to be spiritual. You're going to be breaking curses you didn't even know needed to be broken. I was talking with somebody the other day, and I said to them, I said, you don't even recognize that what's happening is you actually breaking a curse. You didn't, and they said, sir, I didn't even know it until you said it to me like that. I said, well, but didn't I tell you it was going to happen this month? Numbering about what? 2,000. In this one man, there are 2,000 curses at operation. So he's histrionic. He's acting like two different people. He's overly dramatic. He's hollering. He's screaming. He's doing the most. He's sad when he should be happy. Good things happen. He acts a fool. Somebody say something nice to him, he, he acts a fool. Somebody criticizes him, he wants to just go nuts. He wants to quit everything because he doesn't get his way at anything. Numbering about 2,000. Somebody say 2,000. This is why it has to be spiritual Wednesday. Because you ain't going to make a list of 2,000 things. C- can I get some real people in the building room? I ain't finna make no little two, two, five. Look, Jesus, I got, I'll put some on it. <laughs> Let me start with these first five. <laughs> I got five on it. <laughs> like, see, you, watch me. You won't even know that you're, that you're breaking them, but when it becomes your lifestyle, 
You'll be able to look and say, wait a minute, I'm the first to do this, I'm the first to do that, I'm the first to do this, I'm the first to do that, I broke this, I broke that, I broke this, I broke that, that tried to come get me, but I broke that. You're about to wake up and see that you've already been breaking them and you didn't even know it. Come on, you're about to open your eyes and see that God's already been doing it in you. He's already been doing it through you. Look, look at this next part and we're done. We're done. You ready? They rushed down the steep bank into the sea and they drowned in the sea. What does this mean? Had this man missed that moment, the curses reveal what their next move was. He was already playing around with cutting himself. Be a good church. He was already playing around with sabotage. He was already playing around about to ruin what he had built. Y'all not going to say nothing. He was already playing around with something. The curses reveal what their next move was. Their next move was to take him out. What have I taught you? John 10.10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus says, I am come that you may have life. Remember, the thief, the thief does it secretly and in stealth. This man blamed people for why he was that way. My girlfriend made me like this. My ex-wife made me like this. My mama made me like this. My cousin made me like this. Let's go here. That abuse made me like this. That molestation made me like this. That rape made me like this. That abandonment made me like this. That rejection made me like this. And the enemy the whole time is stepping back and saying, no. In stealth, this is a whole curse. And he wasn't planning that a man was going to teach a series. I ain't talking to everybody, but I'm talking to somebody. He wasn't planning that God was going to speak a word to you in the month of November that tells you you're the curse breaker. Which means whatever the curses had planned for you, in the name of Jesus, we bind up and we rebuke whatever their next move were. Maybe it was to make you commit suicide. Not happening. I cancel suicide. Maybe it was to make you give up on your calling. Not happening. We cancel you giving up on your calling. Maybe it was to make you go back to the world. Not happening. We cancel you backsliding. Come on. Somebody say, we cancel the curses plan. Say it with authority. We cancel the curses plan. Look at verse 15. Last verse. Last verse. The people who knew this man, they see this man. And when they see this man, look at this. They see this man, the one that had the legion. My name is Legion, for we are many. Look what he was doing. Sitting there. Say he was sitting there. Because when the curse is working, you're busy but not productive. Night and day, he's going on these emotional highs and lows. Ain't done nothing because he lives in the tombs. I speak productivity into your future. Come on, open your mouth and speak to say, I am productive. He's sitting there. Pay attention. They're not used to seeing him in a place. Watch me. He wanted control so to be seated as a place of submission.
They're not used to seeing him in a place of submission. They're not used to him saying, I don't have to be in control. See, some people's issue with you is they're so used to you being cursed, they don't know what the bless you looks like. They're so used to you being wild and crazy, they don't even know what the bless you looks like. You're about to blow their mind. Why? Because you're going to stop fighting for control. You're going to be like, I submit. I don't have to be in control. If it does not have to be my way, I yield. Open your mouth and say, God, your will, not mine. Your will, not mine. Number two, number two, number two, number two, number two, he was clothed. Uh-oh, wait a minute. Why do you need to tell us he got clothes on? Because this tells us then that means when he was in the tombs, th th this meant not only was he ripping his clothes, but he was uncovered. And anything uncovered spoils. He's sitting there in a place of submission. He's clothed, which means he's covered. Let me see if I can say it another way. When you're uncovered, anything that can hit you will hit you. When you're covered, you got something to go through first. He's sitting there. He's clothed. What does this mean? He's organized now. This means he's organized. This means he's now putting things in proper order. This means that he's not overwhelmed. This means that he's not histrionic. This means that he's not exaggerated, crying and yelling and overdone gestures and, and withdrawn because of frustration and always needing reassurance and approval. He's not sensitive. Mm -mm, mm -mm, he's clothed. Look at this last part. And he's in his right mind. <laughs> say, say right mind. What's amazing is that the Bible doesn't just say he's in his mind. He's in his right mind. Which means when you're cursed and a curse is working, you are not in your right mind. You've got at least two minds about everything. So I rebuke your indecisiveness. Come on, y'all, we going on. I rebuke your indecisiveness. And I pray that you would be in your right mind. What is your right mind? Let this mind that was in Christ be in you also. Somebody say, I'm in my right mind. Say, I think like he thinks. I speak how he speaks. I see it how God sees it. Say, in this moment, God, I ask you for something supernatural. If you did it for him in one moment, you can do it for me in one moment. Every curse broken by the end of this month in Jesus name I'll be sitting there clothed in my right mind sitting there clothed in my right mind sitting there clothed in my right mind give God praise if you believe it go come on everybody on your feet and I need you to put a praise in that atmosphere. Just stay right there. Stay right there. It's supernatural. It's supernatural. It's supernatural. Say, it's supernatural. Right, look at this part. Look at this part. We're going to pray. I just need you to look at this part. And they were afraid. Let me... Let, let, me, let me answer somebody's prayer. You ready? 
Here's how you know that you're breaking curses. The people that knew the cursed you look at you sitting there clothed and in your right mind and they think something's wrong. For some of you, Thanksgiving is about to be your test because you're about to see some folk you ain't seen in a while and they're going to say, you acting different. Bingo! They're going to say, you're not the same way you used to be. Bingo! Some of you, you're going to go around your co-workers. They're going to say, what changed? Bingo! What does this mean? You're my evidence that I'm breaking curses. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Because they're afraid of the blessed you. How many of you in the last, in the last few weeks you've had people say something? You're different. You're handling that different. You're maturing. You're growing. You're different. Now, who are you? What's going on with you? What's happening? What, what's wrong? Maybe nothing's wrong this time. Maybe this time. Let me get my seat up off of you. Maybe this time. Thank you, sir. Maybe this time it's not that something's wrong. Maybe this time it's because the curse that they were familiar with it's broken now. You were so used to seeing me with my chains on that when I don't have what you're used to me, so used to you walking around with your victim mentality, walking around sad and mad and you coming in the house happy and they, what's wrong with you? Something good must have happened. Something good did happen. I found out I was the curse breaker. And because I found out I was the curse breaker, it began to change everything about me. And in one moment, 2000, you know what I love about 2000? Because it was 2000 years ago that Jesus got on that cross and paid the price so that you could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what I need you to do. You've prayed it, but I need us to end like this. Can I get you to lay your hands on yourself? I need to do two things, and I need to do them real fast. Number one, if you're not a Christian, um, I need you to, this is your moment. Like, this is a setup by God. He loves you unconditionally. So if you need to become a Christian tonight for the first time, this is your moment. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, this is your moment to recommit yourself to him. If you become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure, wherever you're at, on the count of three, I just need you to do the hand wave emoji online or say, it's me. If you're in the building, raise your hand up. If you're in this building, you need to become a Christian and recommit yourself to the Lord. One, you ready? I need my prayer partners, my prayer warriors, my prayer warriors praying. Bishop, who are the prayer warriors? Everybody. Who's the prayer minister? We don't have one. You are the prayer minister. Everybody's supposed to pray. We don't need a department to pray. Father, we pray that you would draw people right now to yourself in this moment, in this building and online. Get the glory, God. I pray that every scale that's blocking every ounce of pride, every ounce of uncertainty, every ounce that may say, well, God, I don't know if you love me or not. I pray that all of that would be broken in this moment. Let your love flow. Let your love flow. You need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord, wherever you're at. Online, hand, wavy emoji, or say, it's me. In the building, just throw that hand up. One, I was coming to get you tonight. Two, don't miss your moment. One, two, three. If that's you, hand up in this building. I see you. God bless you. I see you. God bless you. Hallelujah. 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 
Online, do that hand wave emoji. Say it's me. Everybody, lay your hands on yourself. Pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. Thank you that you've never given up on me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Now give me the grace, God, to run this race. I'm the curse breaker. I accept the assignment. I understood the assignment. Say it again. I understood the assignment. In Jesus' name, amen. Here, listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, recommitted yourself to the Lord, I need you to text that word a decision to the phone number 877-552-4746 or scan that QR code real Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you. In the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the whoa with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. 